Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Mr. Sean Falk. Mr. Charles Boda. Hello. Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. And back in the production nook, although not on camera, is our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. So this week, we're going to do a review of a restaurant we have been talking about quite a bit. Um, it's been a while since I've done it. Um, I think for Charles and for Sean, this was the first. And for mm-hmm. Steve? It was my first, yeah. Okay, so I was the only one that had actually been there before. I'm speaking of Sanaa, the restaurant located at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge over in the Kidani Village area, which is the Disney Vacation Club portion of Animal Kingdom Lodge. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and take a look at our experience during our lunch. Sanaa. We have been talking about this restaurant so much on the show, and it's been a while since I've been here, so I thought it'd be cool to come and do a review, and of course, no review of Sanaa is complete without a look at the bread service, so let's check that out. Okay, so the bread service uh, consists of uh, five different types of bread. Uh, I can't pronounce most of these, but uh, different types of uh, non-breads and things like that, uh, along with uh, nine different relishes, salsas, or you know, whatever you want to call them, that you can dip the bread in. Um, you can do a choice of five breads and three uh, accompaniments for $13, or do it with all nine accompaniments for $15. Absolutely worth it to do all nine. Get a really nice selection of different sauces for this bread. Best bread service of any restaurant anywhere ever. It is so, so, so good. What did you guys think? Charles? Uh, I loved it. Now, I don't know if I could get away with this if I came back, but going on that old rule of could this appetizer serve as a meal, if I had spent the $15 for this and then just sat and ate, uh, eaten piece after piece of bread, I would be happy and content with it. I Everything was delicious. Um, the only thing is, like, a lot of it is the fun of trying different things one after another at this type of bread with this type of relish and going back and forth because you've got five pieces of bread and then nine types of, like, different sauces and relish and stuff like that. So I can barely remember the names of them, and I won't remember the names of them after I leave, but I'll just remember having a really good, really fun experience. And if you've got a group of people kind of talking about which one's your favorite and which one's the best, it's like a really neat little food bonding experience. So I loved it, and I will do it every single time I have the opportunity. Okay. Um, I really like the bread service. Um, I think it's great because I don't like this type of food. Like this is, I think I've said a few times on the show, I don't care for Indian food, um, and I don't like a lot of like tabbouleh and chickpeas and lentils and stuff. So um, I probably wouldn't be here, uh, you know, on my own accord. But it is a thing where if you were with your group and they love this kind of food and you went with them, the bread service would be a really good way to go because. I found at least four or five of the sauces that I was able to eat and enjoy along with the actual bread service. It was, a, a lot of them were spicy, but there was a lot of bland ones too that I was like, okay, cool. Like, this doesn't have 
whatever spices they've come up with, like put in these things. So it, there's something for everyone, at least with the bread service meal. If you've been, if you've come here like as a fan, or if you come here as somebody that's like, ah, this food is sketchy and I don't want it. So, but it was it was really good. So overall, I kind of agree with Charles. It's kind of like an experience, um, and it's a conversation starter. So I would definitely get this every time I come, especially I'm with, with if I'm with people to, you know, all try it and talk about it, and it gets the conversation starter for the entire meal going forward. So I just think it's a perfect way to, you know, to come to this restaurant, try something new, and experience it as a group. So I think he was right on with that. Okay, so for my appetizer, I had the, I think they're pronounced Boar Wars and Spiced Eggs. This is a traditional South African sausage, curry spiced eggs, and Cape Malay onion salad for $10. Uh, this was okay. There was nothing really exceptional about it. There was nothing exceptional about the, the taste or the flavors or anything. It was actually, I found it on the bland side. I wouldn't say it was bad. It's just not something I would probably order again. All right. Uh, my appetizer, I had the shrimp tanashi. Uh, it was shrimp with seasonal pap and nyapi, which nyapi apparently is like a pumpkin puree, and uh, it was very spicy. The pumpkin puree was super spicy. The shrimp was really spicy. The... Uh, Light, it was kind of like a mashed potato oat thing that was on the bottom was very bland. So like, but even still, like the spicy really overpowered that. I hated it, but this it's just not my thing. Like it, it, it was well made and well cooked. It's just not, it's not for me. So. Okay, for my appetizer, I had the lamb pepka skewers, um, which are lamb skewers with Tunisian couscous salad and peppered goat cheese, and that will run you $15, and it is totally worth it. Um, the lamb had, like, a really cool texture. It was, like, kind of like a ground lamb. Uh, when Sean tried it, he mentioned it almost had, like, a meatball texture to it, like a firm outside, but, like, a nice, finely ground inside kind of feel to it. Um, delicious. 100% hands down. Just, um, very, very happy with it. Um, if you like lamb, that's the only qualification you have to meet to thoroughly enjoy this appetizer. So, if you like lamb, give it a shot. Okay, so I got the salad sampler for $8. It's actually three little uh, separate salads. There's a chickpea cucumber tomato salad, a watermelon cucumber salad, and a uh, Nigerian root vegetable and citrus salad. Um, Overall, I thought I was really expecting to like the watermelon cucumber uh, salad, but there was almost like a vinegar, uh, you know, pour over it that had a, it gave the whole dish a vinegary taste that I didn't really enjoy. Um, and I actually really did like the uh, the chickpea um, cucumber tomato salad as my favorite. Uh, it's really refreshing, um, and I would get that again. I was not expecting to like it, but it was great. Okay, so for my main course, I had the tandoori chicken. This. Uh, is done in their tandoor oven, which uh, I guess is a good thing. Uh, roasted chicken with rocket, which is arugula, uh, pickled onions, tomato, and a sambal mayonnaise, $17. This, I'm not overselling this when I say it is one of the best chicken dishes, if not the best chicken dish I have had in years. Absolutely phenomenal. Perfect for lunch. It was like a really great chicken sandwich because it's done on a, a you know a piece of that with non bread, um, but you don't eat it like a sandwich. You eat it with a fork and a knife. 
absolutely spectacular. I cannot tell you how good this was. I may actually order another one to go so I can have it again later. I said, you know what? It's exactly what I'm going to do. It was so, 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 so good. Okay. Um, for my entree, I uh, there's a section called Hockey Inspired. Um, so you pick a journey and a harvest, which is like uh, any combination of a meat and a vegetable combination that you want. Um, I chose the buttered chicken. It was actually really good. Um, it wasn't spicy at all. Um, it was really tender chicken. It wasn't as good as Pete's fish, but it was good. Um, for the... Uh, for the harvest, um, I got I didn't like any of the options as far as sides went, so I got aloo masala, which the man told me was going to be potato soup. Um, it was not pota- what I thought potato soup was going to be. I picture like Irish potato leek soup. Um, it was more like a stew, so it was like hunks of potato with like peas and carrots and stuff, and that is also not my thing. So it was just a lot of stuff that wasn't for me. But if you like this kind of food, you'd like anything at this restaurant, I think. So everything was well, physically well cooked, so. All right, for my entree, I got the mishkaki, which is a gray beef tenderloin tips in fragrant ginger marinade with Kenyan mukimo and braised greens. Um, I didn't even look at the description. I just thought the name sounded cool and everybody else had already picked what they were ordering. I was pleasantly surprised. In fact, at this point, it's three for three on meals I've had here, or uh, courses that I've had here. The braised beef, I asked them to cook it extra rare because that's how I like it. It came out perfectly. They did rare correctly. Um, and it was absolutely, it was tender, it was perfect, it was just great. And it went perfectly with the ginger marinade um, and the braised greens were also really, really cool. If you like greens and you're used to having them in southern cooking and you kind of wonder what the braised greens would be like with different seasonings, uh, more Indian seasonings, try this out. You are not going to regret it. Uh, if you like greens, you will love this. But it adds like a little unique twist onto it. Um, all in all, I thought it was phenomenal. It ended up running $22, and I would pay $22 for this any day of the week. It was absolutely great. So, um, so far, Sanaa is doing a really great job of keeping me satisfied. And with what I've had, if they can just manage an even mediocre dessert, I'm calling this restaurant a win. So, uh, very pleased to try out the Mishkaki. Okay, so I had the Kenyan coffee barbecue sandwich for $16. Uh, it's essentially a pulled pork sandwich. Um, I really loved the flavor. It was a great sandwich. The barbecue sauce really let the meat come through, and I, I really enjoyed that. My only uh, gripe with it was the presentation of it. kind of looked like a Hot Pocket, and it was a really small sample size. It was literally the size of, of a Hot Pocket. So I didn't enjoy that, because if I had not had the appetizer, I probably would have left pretty hungry. Um, so I would recommend not just getting this entree alone. Um, so, But other than that, I, I, I like the flavor, and I like the dish, so I'd probably get it again with the idea of knowing that I have to get an appetizer. Okay, so for dessert, I got the Spice Trade candy bar. This is coconut, apricot, caramel, and cashew coated milk chocolate topped with a chai cream, pistachio crumble, and an apricot something or other. This is basically a homemade candy bar with coconut, apricot, caramel, and cashews. And I'm telling you right now, it's unbelievable. This was $8.00. 
This would have been unbelievable at fifteen dollars. It was so good, really creative. Not something that you'd normally see on a restaurant dessert menu. But I gotta tell you, it was phenomenal. Best dessert I've had in a restaurant in a long time. Okay. Um, I got the uh, Latique Cream. Uh, it's a Madagascar vanilla bean custard with strawberries, lemon confit, and caramel in it. Um, it, also had blueberry. it also had blueberries. Um, it, uh, it was amazing. It was so good. It was such a good flavor. It was really light. Um, so it's one of those things where you kind of want dessert, but you don't really want to commit to like dark chocolate or anything. Um, usually I'm like a chocolate lover. I, that's what I'm always going to get. So I'm shocked that that I picked this, and I'm also surprised at how much I liked it because it didn't have chocolate in it. But it was it was amazing. I would I would get this again all day. So okay, so for dessert, I got the chocolate orange tart, which is blood orange cremeux, chocolate mousse, candied blueberries, and orange gel for six dollars, um, and it was pretty awesome. The orangeness, I think, is overtaken a bit by the chocolatiness, um, and not necessarily in a bad way. It's not, like, overly sweet or anything. It tastes like orange, but it's not... I wouldn't call it an orange dessert. I call it a chocolate dessert with, like, some orange flavoring in there. And each bite you take, make sure to get one of, like, the candy blueberries in with the chocolate bite. That's what really, really makes it. But I thought it was great. Um, I had said previously that as long as they had a mediocre dessert, that I would call this restaurant a win. And it was much better than mediocre. It was a great dessert, and I'm not a dessert guy, per se. So, um, all in all, I thought it was phenomenal. And another thing is, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but I have it every single time we get dessert at any place that offers it, is Joffrey's Pressbox Coffee, which um, goes great with any of the desserts we have. It's great coffee, and I just feel like I take it for granted and never mention it. So there you have it. If you like coffee, get some Joffrey's Pressbox Coffee for dessert. That's my pinch. Okay, I got the African Triple Mousse uh, for $8. Uh, this is basically a bunch of different layers of uh, different chocolate mousses. That's correct, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it was really good, and I want to finish it, but I'm just so full from all the different uh, food that we had today that I don't know if I can finish this. So if anyone else wants to... Oh, Charles, there you go. You like it? Mm. Um, yeah, so Charles likes it too. It's really good. I would recommend it. I'm just so full. Uh, but overall, I, w- I would pick this next time. All right. So, um, you know, a couple things you can tell uh, from that video. Uh, first of all, it's uh, very loud. Yeah, it's like a big cave kind of, and yeah. all the noise echoes in there. They need booths. That yeah. like, can break it up a or soundproofing. Bit. The other thing you'll notice is um, that there was this guy at a table near us um, who was one of those loud talkers. So even like if he's having a conversation with somebody across from him, it's like decibels above what a normal person would do. And he's also apparently uh, the product of a relationship between a billy goat and a machine gun because everything. Everything that was said, and he laughed, it was, ah! And so you could hear that in the back. And at one point, I seriously was going to get up and, like, walk over and go, I- I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but can you shut the F up, please? Because you're really annoying me with your laugh. But He was having a great time. Well, good for him. He laughed a lot. He needs to have a great time somewhere else with that laugh. <laughs> um, how he's gotten that far in his life without somebody saying, God, you're obnoxious. Um, but... Um, 
Overall, I will tell you, with the exception of my appetizer, which I said was, you know, just kind of okay, mm-hmm. that was an amazing meal. I, I mean, well beyond uh, what you normally find at, at Disney. Um, it is, as Sean pointed out, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's more on the exotic side. It's it's uh, that Indian-inspired uh, African flavors. Um, so if you don't like curries, if you don't like some of those spices that are traditionally used in those dishes, this right. is probably not a great match for you. But that being said, I think you even found some mm-hmm. some of it you really like. Yeah, I actually um, I have a couple friends in town right now, and um, one or two of them are really big Indian food fans, and then one of them had lived in India a few years. Um, so for their sake, I'm like suggested the restaurant now even though i know it's not necessarily my thing but i am at least excited because i know i like the bread but you know the the starter bread and there is enough that like i tried of everyone else's that i can get something there and it wasn't like so off-putting that i just wouldn't return with people i care enough about them to take them somewhere they'd like <laughs> they'd like compared right. to it's not my choice but it's just not my choice of food so right what about you guys well, um, I actually kind of wonder, because of how great Animal Kingdom Lodge restaurants are, whether it's the exoticness that gives them the ability to really spread their wings creatively. Um, because, yeah, it's it, it, you know it's Indian and African-based and everything like that. But, I mean, they get very creative. Like the um, candy bar dessert you have. That was amazing. That, that's uh, absolutely that. ridiculous. Uh, you know, I, I wish I could get that everywhere. But, you know, the, the setting... I wanted to, earlier in today, I was thinking about it, and I wanted to take off some marks because of the open-air stuff, which is true. But also, as you'll notice from the video, like there are animals just walking up if you're seated near the glass. Yeah, and you got photobombed. I got photobombed by a bird. Um, and uh, we, you could see zebras through there. So if you're sitting near the glass and everything, the environment is really, really nice to sit there and enjoy a meal. And the food was obviously amazing. Yeah, the food was delicious. Uh, I definitely want to go to go again to try some different things. The only thing that's in the back of my head, though, is that this is constantly at the top of the list for all these different top lists that we make, whether it's places you have to go or try or do or whatever. And I, I think that for me personally, it was a titch over – like I had higher expectations, but I still really enjoyed it. So I'm not saying it's bad. It was excellent. But I thought it was going to be better than like Jico because of how much I had it built up in my head. Mm-hmm. So I was walking into it unfairly. Well, the- it's also not a fair comparison because Jico only oh. does dinner. So you'd really need to go and experience dinner at Sanaa. That's true. This was yeah. the lunch menu that we had. So um, I don't know that you can take what we had for lunch you know, a pulled pork sandwich true. and compare it to the dinner menu at Jico. That's a great point. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, it, it is, you know, what is consistent here is now, you know, every, every dining venue at Animal Kingdom Lodge is outstanding. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Jico, Boma, the Mara, their food court, basically, uh, and Sanaa, all exceptional, exceptional dining experiences. I've said it many times before that, the, whoever's running food and beverage over at that resort really knows what he or she is doing. Um, incredible. I also think they do an excellent job of at all of those restaurants of going to what Charles says is they can get creative and do unique items. But I also think that P 
people that have bland taste buds and like hot mm-hmm. dogs and hamburgers can still find things here yeah. or things that they can maybe step outside their box a little bit, but it's not so exotic that they're going to, you know, hate it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it offers, you know, it's like kind of a baby step into trying something even more unique. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. I mean, it's not like, you know, a monkey brains or something <laughs> like on the menus or anything over here. But um, yeah, even uh, I will say actually with my dessert, too, especially I haven't um, – that is something I, I usually don't order dessert at restaurants. I am a dessert person, but like at home, cause I'm usually just too full by the end of a meal and stuff. Yeah. But that was so good and like refreshing after the meal and all that. Like I would get that anywhere I went as far as the dessert went. Like it was not heavy. That's one of those where I'd go out of the way and be like, okay, thinking in the back of my mind, like I'm going to get a dessert here, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem like a restaurant you would go out of your way to get dessert at, but they were all Here, really good. I kind of have a question for everyone. Okay. For the value of each of the Animal Kingdom Resort um, restaurants, for the value, which one do you think is the best? You mean value for price? Value paid? for point? Yes. I mean, personally, I well, I haven't done Boma, so that's the only throw for me is that because it's a buffet all that kind of stuff but i mean on my own i would say Jico, just because it's something where i'm always so satisfied after i leave i really don't have to eat again even though it's more expensive i guess um i think i could probably eat there early dinner by like five and i wouldn't get hungry again for the rest of the night kind of thing so that would sustain me so it's it's tough to say because they all have their their, their strengths um Value for dollar spent. It's going to come down to uh, Boma and and Sanaa, and I think uh, I think I probably give the nod to Boma. Okay. Um, just because of the ridiculous selection. Oh, it's huge of foods on that buffet, um, and the the you know, and and they do a great job there of. I don't want to spend too much time on Boma, but they do a great job there of having that authentic stuff, but also having stuff that's familiar comfort food to Americans. Um, and in terms of it, because, you know, when we get down to it, this was an, an, an outstanding meal. But for four adults to have lunch with no alcohol, now we had appetizers, main courses, and desserts. Four adults for lunch, no alcohol, with my 20% discount for tables in Wonderland, this was still $200. So $50 a person, which is more consistent with what I expect at dinner mm-hmm. than lunch. Now, that being said, I was so satisfied coming out of that, I did not have dinner that night. Right. Um, I was able just to nosh a little bit and still, you know, went to bed feeling good. Yeah. So, um, you know, it is definitely you're paying for it. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, we because we're reviewing it, we ate a lot of food. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but two questions: Number one, is this restaurant worth going out of your way? If you're not staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, you're staying somewhere else, off-site or at another Disney resort. Is this restaurant worth going out of your way to experience, Sean? I actually would say yes, despite my thing about the food. Um, I would say yes just because uh, – actually, 
I'm torn because I have my own car and can drive over there. Yeah. Having to wait on the bus to go all the way to Animal Kingdom Lodge and then get on. Or the, you could Uber. The bu- I mean, yeah, you could Uber or Minnie Mouse car or whatever it's called. But um, like that kind of thing. So um, there's different options to get there. So it would take a long time to get over there and go to the restaurant. But um, I actually do think it's worth it because I it's so hard to find things in the Disney property that's not burgers, fries, chicken nuggets kind of thing. I mean, if this is a distinct thing where you're like, I want to try something and this is the type of food I love, like, yeah, it's definitely worth going to just to get a break from what's in Magic Kingdom kind of thing. So, Charles? Certainly. Um, You know, once again, with most of the Animal Kingdom Lodge eateries or, or restaurants, I think that they're different enough to where it warrants its own trip out there. And when it comes to, you know, we did we did lunch, we didn't do dinner, but there's nothing that says that dinner has to be your big, you know, your big mm-hmm. meal for that day. Sure. So um, I would I would plan around going there for lunch again uh, if I had the option, and then doing something smaller for dinner. Um, sometimes time wise, that even works out best if you've got a group of people that you're meeting. But it's totally worth going out of your way for this, Steve. I would say it depends for me on how long you're going to be here. So if it's like a week, sure, I would go out of my way for it. If it's a long weekend, I you know I wouldn't waste a park day if you're only here for a long weekend to go out there. Mm. Um, but that being said, it's an excellent restaurant. So if you have the time, I would highly recommend it. Yeah, I, I feel like it is. It, it is worth going out of your way uh, to head over there, uh, especially because you know once you're over there – you're at Animal Kingdom Lodge, mm-hmm. and there's a lot to see. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to see over in Kidani Village, which is where the restaurant is located. There's a lot to see over in Jumbo House, which mm-hmm. is the main hotel area. Mm-hmm. Uh, the savannas, the artwork, the whole you know the, the the whole atmosphere and environment. I mean, it can be an evening destination into and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, scale of one to ten, Sean, what are you giving this restaurant? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say seven to just kind of cut the middle of like food quality versus my own personal taste. So it'd be lower if it wasn't as good a food. It'd be higher if I liked Indian food. So okay, Charles, uh, I'm gonna give it a solid nine. It gets one point deduction because depending on where you're sitting, especially if you're in the middle, and it kind you know it echoes a bit. Um, if you're sitting towards the glass, you get the animals. If you're sitting in the middle, you get the echo, but you don't get the animals. So um, just for the way it's arranged, I take a point off. But everything else, yeah, I was incredibly pleased with there, and I'm looking forward to going again next time. Steve? Uh, I'll say eight and a half uh, for the same reasons kind of that Charles was saying. I, the environment of it being so loud in there and kind of echoey was, you know, not great. But the food was excellent, so eight and a half for me. Yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. Um, it was the, the just the service, the the food, everything was outstanding. I agree. Cavernous, kind of loud, but you know, I'm not going to ding them really for that because um, you're going to the restaurant. It's about the food and the service, and you know, we say all the time that you know there are places at Disney World where you know, be, in, in deference to the experience, Disney really. Uh, cheapens on the food where the food isn't that good hollywood and vine over in uh hollywood studios is a great example where you're getting this character experience and the price you really pay is that the food isn't very good Mm -hmm. um here you're getting this experience where you have the animals and everything in the whole 
the whole environment that you're in and the food is just superb. Um, so I really think all things considered that, you know, the popularity of this restaurant is deserved. It's not overrated on any level. Um, so we have two nines, a seven and a, a seven and eight an eight and a half. half. I will say also, I think um, the only other thing with it, like it did end up being $200, which would really scare me off if I was just watching the video or just kind of like skipping through here. Somebody had told me like we spent $200 between four people. But I mean, most people that go are not going to get the bread appetizer and then each person get their own appetizer and right. everyone get their own dessert. And it's just not, I mean, we probably could have knocked a hundred bucks off this thing. Just not, not quite a hundred, maybe, no. maybe 80 something but by not getting, if we got one dessert to share and then all shared the bread, like a norm, that's how I a would normal expect, group would I do. would expect normal. If you're going to do it like the bread service, main course, dessert sort mm-hmm. of thing, expect about 35, uh, $35 a person, mm-hmm. uh, without alcohol. Right. Uh, for this, but um, so there you have it. That is our uh, review of Sana over at Animal Kingdom Lodge. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next next week with another episode of the Disney Dining Show. Have a great week, everybody.